Peace. All right, all right. We're going to get a lesson today. And you remember, some of you all have been with me a long time. Remember me doing the 16 deadly D's. And the 16 deadly D's is something that, that here's the key. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And uh, wasn't those beautiful christenings? And wasn't those some beautiful young, young ladies, baby girls? Well, do you know that Satan wants to kill and to steal and destroy those young babies? Right. And he starts doing that uh, by entering into those that are responsible for that, right? Because he doesn't want any of us successful. You all do know that, right? The one thing that he does not want us to do is be successful. He doesn't want your families together. You do know that, right? Satan's about divorce. Yeah, Satan's about tearing up. Satan's about molestation. Satan's about abuse. That's what he's about, doing all those things. That's right. He's That's about right. lies. He's about all of the things that he can do to destroy you because the scripture says that we, we know who he is and what he's about. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I come to give you life and life more full or life more abundant. So what God wants to give you, Satan wants to take from you. Do y'all understand that? You can't make it. All right, we can go and do the benediction and go home if you got that. You see, that's what he wants to do. He wants to tear your marriages up, tear your families up, tear your finances up, tear your body up. All of these are the things. So sometimes people get upset at me when I talk about uh, how we are, are, are digging our graves with our teeth. Oh, they get up mad at me. Oh, pastor shouldn't say it. Yeah, he should. Because that's the trick. Anything he can do to destroy us, drinking, eating, lying, whatever he can do to destroy us, he does those things to destroy us because he does not want us to be successful. He don't want you to have a good life. Why would Satan want you to have a good life? Why would he want you to have a life and life more full? Because you know why? I'll just use marriage before. What is the first institution that God ever created in the Bible? Marriage. It's called marriage. That's the first institution. Well, he hates that. Right? What does he want us fathers to do? Take care of our children. That's why there's so many fathers not in the home. Because he hates that. You know, why do mothers be, you know, let's, so I'm going to try to help you out a little bit today. And it won't be long, but it'll be enough that you can chew on for a while. You see, uh, you see, so the Bible tells us these things. Now listen, I like 2 Corinthians, I'll read it. Uh, 2 and 11 says, let Satan get advantage of us. For we know, we're not ignorant of his devices. We know what his device, if you come out of this church, you know what Satan's all about. Because we talk about it. We're not afraid to talk, talk about the devil, right? And see, now if you're mad about this lesson, ain't but two people mad about it, y'all know what I'm saying is, the devil and those got the devil in them. All right? So, so, so here's where we're going. Yeah, if you're upset, it ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just bringing the message, Sister Coles. You know, I'm just, don't be stoning the messenger. And if you want to get the message, God is the one that's giving the message. That's right. So we're not. So we, what we're going to do is talk about the three. What, these are the things that Satan uses to destroy us as individuals. And one of the things that he does to destroy us is disappointment. If he can get you to get disappointed, he got you. You see, because sometimes, see, some, when we get disappointed, sometimes we forget what the scriptures say. Disappointment. Disappointment is sadness, regret. That's what he wants us to do, to get into sadness or regret. Displeasure <laughs> caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hope or expectation. And, and see, so sometimes we feel disappointed because we upset because our hope uh, didn't come through. 
You know, when they were praising up here, I was walking here and I was praising God and thanking God when Isaac had you all going. And what I was thanking God for was that I didn't get go ahead and fulfill those scholarships to play sports. Come on. Yeah, and I was thanking God that I didn't go ahead and stay at Hallmark and, and, and retire. I was thanking him for that. I was thanking God for that I didn't go to the military because I wanted to go to uh, Special Forces Airborne. Got right out of school and wanted to go there. And uh, didn't make it. Heart mummer. That's what they said. They didn't take it. You do everything else, but you can't go to war. But anyway, so I was thanking God for that because I was praising him. And I said this to him. You all couldn't hear me because I'm so grateful, God, that you made me the pastor of Christ Temple North. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times, children, we need to understand that disappointment, only when we really dis- get disappointment, we forgetting who God is. And Romans 8 and 28 tells us this. I guess that's where I'm at, right? Yep. Uh-huh. I'm going to read it from the NIV, from the voice, and then from the message. <laughs> the NIV says that we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So sometimes, you know, you may not be where you want to be, but you need to understand this scripture. God's got a calling and a purpose that's bigger than your dream for yourself. That's right. That's right. God's got a place for you, and that place God has got for you is going to be better than the thing that you think. Oh, it would have been nice. All the things that I wanted to do was self-fulfilling. You see? But God put me in a place where he could fill me with the Holy Spirit and I can help with wisdom and knowledge and understanding to help fill other people's lives. I didn't know that young man was going to come up here and talk about his family in Christ Temple North. I'm not that smart. It's a good thing. I wish it was because that was pretty good. You see? You see? I'm not that smart, people. But God put that young man up here and he doesn't know it today, but he's ministering. He ministered to some folks in here whose relationship's about to fall apart. Yeah, it's just about to fall apart. What you need to do to keep it together. That's right. Y'all with me? You see, because God had a greater purpose. He had one thing in mind, but God had a better thing in mind for him. And look how it's working out for him. You understand what I'm saying? All right, amen to that. All right, keep going. The voice says it this way, that we are confident that God is able to orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful. So God is, he's, he wants to work something good and beautiful in your life. I'm telling you, if you where God wants you to be, you'll have a beautiful life. You, it's not more money you need sometimes. Can I say this? Say, say it, Pastor. It's sometimes not somebody you need sometimes, right? Right? But he's got something better for you to do. See, see, sometimes God has got you on hold. You see, and you're all upset, and, and he uses it. Remember, Satan used that thing, wants you to get discouraged. And you're getting all discouraged because you done forgot these scriptures. I'm not going to get discouraged because I know that God has got me in a waiting place sometimes, all right, because he's got something better for me. Now, I hope that I get the job at Sprint. I'm just using that. And God is saying, no, I got a better job with you at Ford. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I hope that I would get the scholarship to go to this college. God said, no, I got a better one for you over here. And then some folks say, you don't need to go at all. You need to get a job, right? You see? But that's going to make you happier than what you were dreaming to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Once I believe this, I'm not going to be 
this, uh, what am I at? Am I disappointed? Discouraged? Dis- dis- still dis- on disappointed. I'm not going to get disappointed. Some of you sitting here right now, you disappointed with where your life is. Well, don't get disappointed where your life is. Read the scripture and follow the, the Holy Spirit's got something better for you. Ask him to give you a spiritual revelation. He'll give you a spiritual revelation. He said, no, I want you to do this, this, uh, this time. You, I want you to be over here for a while. Do you understand? And then he'll put you over here. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a thing that I tell uh, the runners who used to come out because some of the slower runners wanted to be sprinters, and some of the sprinters, uh, they don't want to be none but sprinters, but some of the slower runners want to be sprinters. And I'd say, hey, that's your dream, but you've got to play in your realities. That's right. That's you right. see? See, sometimes, see, so what I do is I had my visions and my dreams for me, but I have to, hey, come on, live in God's spiritual revelation for me. Am I making any sense to anybody up in here? All right, so this is where we're at right now. I don't care what you done been through in your life. The only person that cares what you've been through, past, is Satan and you and his people. That's right. Come on. Are you moving forward? Uh, some of you ain't, huh? You didn't lie about it. Well, so, all right, keep going because I'm just getting all excited about this message. It's all right, Pastor. All right. The scripture says that God wants something good and beautiful when we love him and accept his invitation to live according to his plan. God's got an invitation you, for you to live according to his plan. Now, when somebody gives you an invitation, that don't mean you got to take it. That's right. Come on here, you see. But when he gives you that, there's some, a bunch of folks up in here, uh, amen, visitors, some folks have never been in here before. Well, God put you here this day to hear this message, period. That's right. right? That's right. He's giving you an invitation to live a better life than you're living. You don't have to take the invitation, but the invitation is there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody say amen to me. Amen. All right. So the question is, are you taking the invitation that God has given you, or are you on your own well, giving out invitations? Well, I'll stop right there. But anyway, are you thinking, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, help me, Brother Steve. Uh, Brother Brewer's back there looking at me and saying, he knows I'm a coach now. We might say anything up here, right? Because coaches say that. But that's right. And that's many right. of you have had some invitations, right? That's right. Now say amen if you've done this. Some of you had some invitations someplace you went that you shouldn't have went. Amen. All right. But God's invitation is where you need to go in your life. All right. The message says it this way. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. And for real, he knows us far better. He's the one that put the potential in me. You see, he's the one who gave me all of the gifts, talents, and abilities that I have. So surely he knows me better than I know me. All right. Knows our condition. He knows my condition. And keeps us present before God. And he keeps, uh, he, the Holy Spirit keeps me present before God. Right? The Bible says the Holy Spirit will intercede and pray for us. That's right. Because sometimes the Bible says we ought not know what we should pray for. Do you make sense? Am I making sense to you? Am I going too fast? Am I all right? That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. What what that is, he's read, I'm going to let him read it again. I can't be disappointed if I'm listening to God and I'm in the spirit. Because when things, disappointment is a trick of who? It's a trick of the devil. He wants me to be disappointed because he knows that God is working into something good for me. He knows that God is giving me an invitation to a better life. He knows that God has a better plan for my life. That's right. He knows That's that right. God has a better purpose for my life. Come on. 
So he don't want me to do that. He's trying to steal that. So he wants me to get disappointed. He'll do things. You ever know how every now and then you're doing really good, and then you all at once it's like, wow, what's going on? And it's really just life. But he wants you to get, get disappointed, so disappointed about life that you forget who gave you life. Oh, you don't give him what I'm talking about. He wants you to get so disappointed about your life that you get depressed and stressed out. You see what I'm saying? He, that's, that's, that's a trick of the devil. So the Bible says that Satan, Satan knows we should know his advance. He's trying to, he, he wants us to be ignorant to what? He wants us to be ignorant to God's calling for us. He wants us to be ignorant to God's purpose. You understand? We had two young girls up here. Don't nobody know where they end up. One of them could be the first uh, female black president of the United States. You see, somebody going to be it. You see, why couldn't it be one of these, right? You see, so but we should do everything we can to raise our children in these different generations to, to find the purpose that God, not what we call, what God called them to do, not what we desired them to do. I tell people all the time about your education. Your education is what you paid for. Huh? Your purpose is what God made you for. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see? And so for us to do that, we have to be spiritual enough to be in connected with the Holy Spirit to figure out what it is. Don't raise your hand, but some of you all in here are disappointed. You go to work, but you don't want to be there. Well, God didn't put you there. You put yourself there because it's a good career. But career won't give you joy. The only thing you can have with a career that can give you happiness when you get paid and then about a week later you're done. <laughs> right? So are y'all with me? So, so what Satan wants to do is he wants me to be disappointed. So he does things to disappoint me. That's right. All right? So that is a trick of the devil. So next time that you're in a situation or circumstance that you think that you're going to be disappointed, you're going, here's what you need to do. Say, Satan, you're a liar. You're a liar. I'm in this situation, this circumstance, because God's got a better place for me. And sometimes he has to put me in a place to uh, work that spiritual muscle. Say that. Spiritual muscle so I can walk out of it. That's right. That's right. Y'all know I talk about spiritual muscle all the time. Come on. So he uses that, that disappointment. Disappointment. Say that. Disappointment. disappointment. Satan. Satan. You a liar. You a liar. I cannot be disappointed. I cannot be disappointed. Because I know that God... And I know that God is working in my life. Is working in my life for His purpose. For His purpose. And as long as I'm working, as long as I'm working in my life, in my life for His purpose. For His purpose. I got joy and success. I got joy and success. That's how it works. Give God a clap. That's right. That's right. All right. And that's what we're in here for. Don't let him say, I'm a, here's what you need to do to some of these folks around you that disappoint you or when that spirit disappoints you. You need to say, you will not steal my joy. That's right. You will not steal my joy. I, I will not be disappointed. People are disappointed they grown children. That is plum crazy. How are you going to be disappointed of another adult who's made the choice to be ignorant? Come on. Am I, help me, Cozy, because you know everybody look at me like I'm crazy up in here. Yeah, right, right. They've chosen to do that. I, well, I, ain't, I, am, I, got, I ain't disappointed. My kids are grown. My kids can't disappoint me. But they're grown folk. Do you understand what I'm saying? You all, my, I love some of y'all. Some of y'all, I got to love you all, God, excuse me. I love, I love, I love you all in here, Agape. Love you all in here. Can't nobody in this church disappoint me? Because that ain't none of my business. You see, if I get disappointed, then that's going to do what? Choke out the faith that I have in God. 
Do you understand? He didn't put me here to be disappointed. He put me here to give a message. That's right. You see, I can't be disappointed because somebody ain't listening. They're going to be disappointed later on that they didn't listen. That's right. right? That's right. Is that right? So we're not going to let that, that spirit of disappointment because we know where that comes from. The next one is in, is it discouragement? That's another device Satan right. uses. Satan uses discouragement. I'm going to have to tell you. All right, go ahead with it first and then I'll tell the story. Discouragement Dis is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. Now, what happened to you? What happened to you? Once you had that, man, you were just fired up. Man, you were doing really good in your life. You had confidence in your life. And what happened to you? I've seen this a lot of times. Say amen to me. Amen. That some people really had a lot of confidence. Look at my mouth, you people in here, because I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. All right? You had it all going on in your life, and somebody came in your life, and you lost total confidence in yourself because you listened to what they said you were and got caught up in it. Well. And the street, we call it your bit. Don't bite. I'm not going to bite and lose my confidence because somebody tells me who I ain't. Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. I'm on video here, so I got to be kind of nice. All right. Discouragement is also hopelessness. Hopelessness. You did what, what, what caused you to be hopeless? All right? Gloom. Gloom. Low spirits. Low spirits. First, you ever see somebody, they just fired up. And you see them, they say, hi, how you doing? And they say, how you doing? I'm all right. That's right. I'm, I'm kicking, but not high. I'm flying, but low. Come on. Yeah. And you want to ask them, what I would ask them, who stole your, who stole your joy? That's right. Come on here. Who stole your confidence? Huh? Why do you have a low spirit? It's a trick of the devil. See, the devil wants you to be discouraged. And he will do things and he, to discourage you. And he'll put people in your life. He'll put people in your life to discourage you. That's right. Yeah, he will. All right. Well, now here's the story. Because I didn't want to read the whole thing. David had him and his men went off to war. And uh, they, while they was out, out war winning the victory, uh, some of his enemies came in and took their camp, took all the women and all the children. And when the men got there, got back there, they were upset at David. Well, David was doing his job. But see, sometimes, you know, you think people are with you. You see, like church, see, all y'all with me now because I'm up here doing good. You let me do something. Y'all hear what Pastor done? You see, that's how, that's, oh yeah, that's how that goes. The that's very right. people that was in his army, the very people that had been under his command for all these years, okay, when they got home and their wives and children were gone because the enemy took them, they wanted to, oh yeah, the rest, you can read it from here. That's right. And this yeah. is reading from 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 from the NIV. So David was greatly distressed. He was, he was greatly distressed. Because the men were talking of stoning him. Because he was, hey, he, he was discouraged. Because the same people said they loved him. Now they want to stone him. Have you ever done that? Some people you helped, some people you thought loved you, they were the first one to pick up the stones or something. Right. So, so he was what? He was discouraged. He was distressed. Go ahead. Says each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. Well, they were upset because they were bitter because they'd lost their sons and their daughters. Okay, they thought. Okay. But, but David found strength in the Lord his God. Listen to me, y'all need to hear me. Sometimes when you're going through something, you need to find strength in the Lord your God. 
when people get to acting around, you've got to find strength in him. Your strength is in God. You can make it through just about anything. Because your strength is where? In God. And sometimes David had to do it. Did somebody do it for him? No. David done it for himself. The Bible said he done it for himself. David found strength in the Lord. He said, sometimes you've got to go for yourself. Sometimes you've got to strengthen yourself. You open up your scriptures and you open up your Bible and say, I'm going through some tough stuff right now. I'm going through a bad situation right now. And there's nobody there but you. You by yourself. You think God's still there. Find strength in the Lord. Do you understand? Sometimes you got to sing to yourself. That's right. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. I remember one, uh, uh, one time I was at the KU Relays and I went down to watch some of the pros uh, warm up. And it was on the, on the curve and this kid was going through there and he was just doing all this. And he was just saying, stride, focus, stride, focus, talking to himself. Just talking about stride, focus. You ought to understand what I'm talking about. Just, he was just trying to stay focused because when you run the curve, you run the curve differently than you run the straightaway. And so he was working on his curve running, right? But he, he was talking to himself. You got to stride, focus, 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 focus. You see what happens is, he, wasn't no coach out there. Huh? Wasn't nobody out there telling him what to do, so he's talking to himself. Come on, come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you like in a boxing match, you need to go to the corner. You got to talk to yourself because the trainer ain't out there. That's right. You see, do you understand what I'm saying? You got, sometimes you have to do it yourself. Right. It's you and God. You got to do this and God, it's just you and me out here. Strengthen me. In spite of what people are saying about me. In spite of who walks away from me. Lord, strengthen me. In spite of what, you see, somebody else can do something. A family member can do something and they'll come at, at you. You say, no, Lord, strengthen me not to get caught up in other people's situation and circumstance. Oh, strengthen me. Right. You understand what I'm talking about? Here we go. The message, <laughs> the message said David strengthened himself. What? Say that again. David strengthened himself. D David done what? He strengthened himself. Say this. Sometimes, pastor. Sometimes, pastor. I need to strengthen myself. I need to strengthen myself. I love you, pastor. I love you. But pastor. sometimes. But sometimes. I need to preach to myself. I need to preach. Say to amen to that. <laughs> All right. Here we go. The voice said, David took comfort in the eternal one, his true God. He took comfort in the, he knew the script, he stayed with it, and he took comfort in God. Sometimes you got to take comfort in God. Sometimes you ain't got a place to lay your head. That's right. Sometimes you by yourself. You see, some of you have never been in a major surgery. When you take major surgeries, for some of us have been through there, they come in there and the family's in there and they praying for you, you know, and you're going to be all right, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they go through all that kind of stuff right there. And then they come and get you and roll you. <laughs> by yourself. Right, right, right. They, go, they roll you down there by yourself. And, and it's only about two minutes or three minutes, Brother Roderick, but it seems like it's an hour. And they roll you, and they roll you up under all them lights. You see, and you look at all them lights, and they got folks all around you, and you see, you by yourself. That's right. And the only comfort you got is in God. All I remember is I was praying to God, and next thing I remember, I woke up. But God was with me, and I strengthened myself in God. Come on. They don't have a chaplain in there. huh? The pastor ain't in there. It's just you and some strangers in there. And the only one that you know that you have a relationship in there is you and God. Right. Are y'all with me? All right. And the last device Satan uses is despair. 
Despair. What is despair? Despair is the state of undergoing pain. So sometimes it, it hurts. You see? It, it hurts. But Satan will bring despair upon you, okay, in your pain, and it'll cause you to be what? Distressed. Distressed. It's hardship caused by injury. It's hardship caused by injury. There's some of you here got injured. You got you hurting. And blaming that on God ain't had nothing to do with it. That's your body falling apart. Yeah? You know? God ain't right. got nothing to do with that. That's you right. see, the other church that one that y'all go to sometimes to come out of, see, they blame all that stuff on God. Do you know why I got bones and things and probably get, they said, Mr. Fields, you're going to have a little arthritis in the knee. In the you know what I said? It's called football. That's right. It had That's right. nothing to do with God. Right. Now, wait a minute. And some of you in here love me. Say, yes, I do. Some of you, some of the stuff that you're going through is called drinking too much, smoking too much, eating too much. Ain't got nothing to do with God, period. So get off all that. And let's get right on down there. You see? Wait a minute. Now, and some of you are hurting and got a pain in your life, right? He didn't put that person in your life. You chose that person to be in your life. So get off God. You see, and quit talking about God. Give me another one. He ain't, no, 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 come on here, because I'm about life. I'm about life, and, and, and I believe in life, and, and the things that life is about. Some things are just life. That's right. Has nothing to do with God. But he will help me and sustain me to get out of that situation and circumstance. But I'm not going to blame him for putting me into something I put myself into. That's right. All right, give me a minute. I take my breath here a minute. All right, here we go. Where am I at? Despair is also okay. illness, loss. Physical, mental, or emotional and, pain. And sometimes you go through some mental or emotional. And a lot, not all, but a lot of mental and emotional pain is because of some of the households we come out of. Come on. Huh? Some of the That's situations right. we've dealt with. That's right. You see? And it's brought on mental and emotional pain. But there is a God that can deliver us from that mental and emotional pain. Uh, they're talking about Johnson County right now has one of the highest suicide rates for teenagers in the country. Well, see, some of that stuff, some of that stuff, God's the only person that can go in these people's lives. But he can't go into school, but maybe he can go in their house. He can't go into school. They don't want him up in there until somebody shoots everybody up. But here's how this works. Nah, Y'all know this is true. We, see, we're we losing. We're losing because we're trying to do it ourselves. Come on. You see, we can't do it ourselves. And let me tell you, if you've lived long enough, you're going to get some emotional pain. That's right. Yeah, somebody's going to let you down. Oh, yeah, somebody's going somebody's to do something really crazy, and it's going to hurt you. You see, it could be a child, but you've done everything right. You got them to church, tried to raise them, tried to do things, and they decide to go a different way. And, that's, and that can bring in emotional pain, because other people can cause you to hurt and be pain, that's but right. you ain't got to live there. That's right. All right, I'm about done here, I think. Pastor, the Bible talks about despair in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, okay, now verse 8 it. and 9. Right, so despair. Despair is a trick of who? The devil. And despair will make you forget you're a Christian. That's right. I said despair will make you forget you're a Christian. And, 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 and despair will, will also, and if I get caught up and pronounce it wrong, it's all right, despair will also cause you to forget the scriptures. Yeah, because it's easy on Sunday morning up in here. Oh, but when, when, when you start getting hit by them hooks and them uppercuts, it's a whole different ballgame. And see, so Satan will use despair. 
yes, he will. He'll use despair. He'll lose emotional pain. He'll emotional pain, and he'll use mental pain and illness and, and all of these things. Let me tell all y'all something. Guess what we all got in common? Life. That's right. Everything we just read here, you're going you're gonna to experience all of them or some of them. That's right. It's just life. That's right. All right. Am I doing all right, brother? Am I doing all right, brother Nathan? Am I, am I good? You see, where do you think, where do you, what, what, what upsets me for Christians? Just because you went down in that water, took Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, got baptized to the Holy Spirit, ain't nothing supposed to happen to you. Where is that at in here? I don't know, it must be in the Holy Quran or somewhere, because it sure enough ain't in, these, in, in here. It's not there. But it gives me the strength. It gives me the strength to overcome these things and to be successful from these things. And, and I'm not going to go and, and have despair because, you know, when I've had illness, you all know my story, I've had illness, and it's, it's no real serious illness. And it's, it's, it's nothing to, uh, uh, to laugh about. But see, look at, look at you all in here. You all should never have despair. There shouldn't be a person that's got sick in this church that has despair because God has put somebody in front of them that's a three-time cancer survivor and is still up here preaching the gospel. That's right. That's right. That's his voice. Sometimes his voice is you look at somebody else that's been successful. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, when somebody like our brother DJ has said, hey, 10 years ago, I was a crack addict and become now a minister and getting ready to not only minister in here, to minister in a school to help the other young men to find their way out of a dark place. That's God talking to you. He doesn't have to talk to you with a voice that you can hear. Sometimes he talks to you with your eyes if you would just see. You see, so you won't have despair because somebody has been through what you're going through and Satan is putting a trick on you to be despair instead of listening to a lesson that you got one Sunday. That young man said he got a lesson uh, 10 years ago that helped him to live the life that he's living today. Do you understand? So when Satan, you got to tell Satan, you, you a lie. Ain't going to be no despair in my life today. That's I right. got to deal with this pain. Take some pills. Come on. I got to, you know. You see, it's, it's hardship sometimes. All right, get foul bankruptcy. Do whatever you got to do. Get out of that mess. Leave somebody, whatever, whatever you got to do. But I refuse to live a life, come on here, of despair because Jesus Christ did not promise me a life of despair. Say amen to that. Amen. Jesus Christ promised me a life of abundance. And Satan is trying to steal it, but he's a liar today. That's right. Isn't that right? Is he a liar today? That's right. He's not going to steal it from you today. All right, here we go. And this scripture talks about life, Pastor. It says, we are hard-pressed on every side. The Bible's telling you sometimes you're going to be hard-pressed on what? Every on side. On every side. But not crushed. But we, Brother Philip, we ain't going to get crushed. It's going to be some hard times. We're going to take some hits. But we will not be crushed according to the scriptures. That's right. All right. It says we're going to be perplexed. We're going to be perplexed? But not in despair. But we ain't going to be what? Not in being despair, right? Persecuted, but not abandoned. We're going to be persecuted, but we ain't going to be abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We're going to be struck down, but not destroyed. Oh, we're going to get knocked down. But we refuse to be destroyed. That's right. That's right. Because we're getting up. We're going to get up. Come on. When we get up, Jesus gets up with us. That's right. We're going to get up. I'm not going to live down there. Satan, you a liar. 
I'm not going to live in despair. I'm going to get up. And God will get up with me. All right. The message says we've been surrounded and battered by troubles. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles. Somebody know what I'm talking about up in here? Let me come down here. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles. Right? All of us have. But? But we're not demoralized. But we're not demoralized. And we refuse to be demoralized because we have an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present God in our lives. All right? Pastor, we're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows We're not what sure to do. what to do, but the Bible said, but God knows what? He knows what to do. He knows what to do. When I don't know what to do, he knows what to do. That's why I will not live in despair. Satan, you're alive, because I'm not lost. As long as I'm holding God's hand, he knows what to do. He knows what to do, when to do, who to do in my life. That's right. Amen? Amen. All right. We've been spiritually terrorized. And we've been spiritually terrorized. Oh, yeah. We've been spiritually terrorized. Have you been there? Somebody been there what I'm talking about. Spiritually terrorized. You see what I'm saying? Keep going. But God hasn't left our side. But God hasn't left my side. Satan's came and tried to spiritually terrorize me. He's tried to tell me, you, need, you ain't this, you ain't that. They don't like you. They don't want you. You blah, 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 blah. You a lying demon. I almost said something else. But you a lying demon, all right? You a liar. He's a liar, and he's a father of lies. And anybody that listens to that lying demon, he's a father of lies, and you his children. But if you God's children, you ain't going to listen to his lies. Amen to that. Amen, Amen to that, all right? says we've been thrown down but we haven't oh broken. yeah we've been thrown down we got some news we didn't want to hear we've been put in some situations that we didn't want to be in it throwed us back financially mentally spiritually but we refuse to what be broken we refuse to be broken we refuse to be broken say amen to that amen all right and finally in second corinthians 10 and verse 4 it says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of we the world. We don't fight with the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to destroy and demolish strongholds. We have that. They're trying to mess with my strong. You lying today. Say, Satan, you're a liar. Satan, you're a liar. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. My family. My family. Huh? My finance. My finance. My health. My health. My emotions. My emotions. Come on here. My, my illnesses and my losses. Yes, say amen to that. Amen. Isn't that God good? Am I done? Say amen to that. Say amen to that. All right, all right, all right. Come on up here. Yes, yes, God's good. Give God a hand clap. 